Oh, hello. Welcome to the Spectre Cinema Club, a podcast obsessed with horror subgenres. I am one of your hosts, Devon Taylor. Sitting with me, I have Mr. Garrett McDowell. I love how you you put your bong down like you were like, the episode is now in session. <laughs> the, the bong is a gavel. Ooh, yeah. I should I should make that into like a Halloween costume and make a, a gavel that's out of a mini bong just for that. I, I would be into it. I would be curious that you wouldn't like smash it, you know, on accident and you would have glass everywhere. So you'd have to be very careful. Well, I guess I, I'd have to make the decision if it's going to be functional or not. A I'd functional say. bong. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's, that's the key there. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I'm excited uh, to do this little uh, extra episode, um, bef- you know, to close out the year. This is the final episode of 2022. Um, but don't worry, um, we're still going to be talking about 2022 for a hot minute. Um, all of January as we go through some of our favorite movies from the past year. Mm-hmm. Uh, so many movies. And, uh, you know, this uh, past year has been really great because this is, uh, you know, first uh, consistent year. Have not missed a week this entire year. Look at us. Which is, uh, which is um, uh, a highlight for sure. And, uh, you know, this past year having Garrett on for the whole year. Um, and a full year of like, you know, the, the podcast in this format, you know, and like kind of going through movies in this way. So I want to kind of look back on uh, some of, um, some of our favorite conversations and, um, you know, some of our favorite movies, uh, from the past. But before we do that, um, you know, we are in the holiday spirit and, uh, me and Garrett thought it'd be fun to do a little, uh, movie swap and, uh, yeah. you know, and, uh, get into, you know, why we kind of recommended these to each other and, uh, See see what we got. So I'm yeah. excited. Well, I was planning on buying some Christmas gifts anyway, and I don't know if I misunderstood the assignment as far as like was I don't know if I was supposed to buy you things that you haven't seen because I did not go in that direction. So if I did if <laughs> if I just completely uh, biffed the, the the point of this episode, I apologize. No, but it's it, either way, you know. It's yeah. like uh, you know the. I think uh, both uh, both movies will uh, be in you know reflection of us, like kind of learning each other's tastes, you know, over the past year. Yeah, I bought mine uh, some of these for nostalgic reasons, and then I also know that you were a, a big fan of one of these movies. But no, it's been an absolute pleasure uh, joining the pod on uh, this entire year. Excited for things to come, uh, but it's been really fun talking about some of these movies that I hadn't seen before. Uh, some of these movies that uh, were uh, new discoveries for the two of us, and then uh, everything in between. Uh, and so we'll definitely be talking about those. But before we get there, go ahead and uh, open your Christmas gift. Santa seemed to be nice to you this year. Yeah, what do you, you got? got me? You got me two, which is very sweet. It's like we're doing like gift wrapping ASMR right now. Oh yeah, I know. No video for you guys, but you do get. Oh yeah, we get some paper. Up, oh, of course, one of my all-time favorites. Uh, another one that was discussed here on the podcast is uh, the Final Girls. Uh, if you guys follow me on Twitter at all, you guys know my love for this film. Um, I tweet about it constantly. Um, we had uh, the director Todd Strauss-Olson on the show uh, very early on in uh, the first season of the show. So go back and listen to that. He has so many great behind-the-scenes stories mm-hmm. and uh, a lot of the emotion that went into this movie. Um, definitely movie. Like I'm going to get a tattoo of it at some point. Um, yeah, this is a uh, near and dear to my heart. It so was, uh, uh, also the first movie that you and I saw together. So and it was the first movie. Nice Aww. and sentimental. That is so sentimental. Thank you, Garrett. Yeah. I looked at your collection. was very surprised that you didn't have it. I know you had a more robust Blu-ray collection at one time. So I don't know if this was uh, stolen from you or not, but, um, there you go. Yes. It was not in the previous collection, but it is in the new collection. And, and that's kind of what I'm going for, uh, with uh, this new collection. I'm not going for big numbers. Um, but I'm trying to 
yeah. go for movies that are, you know, mean something to me or like, you know, or also just like have some like really interesting versions. And yeah. Such. So, so yeah, I'm going uh, for very specific things here. So thank you. Yes. Do you want so, me to go ahead and yeah, do mine or you want to clear out yours? Well, go okay. ahead and do yours and then I'll do the second one. Ooh, after. Nice and heavy. Nice pink bag. Are you a rapper? Are you a gift rapper? Are you a bad guy? Uh, I mean, I like it. It depends on uh, the gift itself. Like yeah. if it's uh, something that I can throw in a box and wrap up, then yeah, like I like I, to wrap. But I, I got some loose articles. Oh man, there. there's a bunch of stuff in here. Yeah, we got some we got some loose articles. Some so, delicious candy. So so one thing I've noticed in the few movies that we have seen together is uh you never have snacks. Uh you're you're typically uh you, you have a drink with you, so I don't know what uh your movie snacks are. So I just kinda guessed on uh these candies here. We got some sour you you went in the right direction. I do love sour stuff. We got some lifesaver gummy collisions. Those are new. I've not had those before. Mm. Some sour gummy not they are worms, so I love a sour gummy worm. I'm a got sour some guy too. Peanut M and M's, always a classic. Uh, and then we got some belly flops. I assume these are just jelly beans. Oh, they're irregular jelly beans. Irregular. Are these going to be the ones that it's like, yeah, this is dog shit. That's what I was curious on because on the back, there's no flavors. So I was curious if it was going to be like, yeah. You know what I mean uh, though? Those like party ones uh, or the, the the, the, the nasty Harry Potter ones. Yeah. 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 I don't. Yeah. So (laughs) we'll see if I'm at the movie theater and I bite into like cat litter or something like that. Um, that's just. No, that's just cardboard. No um, and then, oh, adorable. Yeah, uh, of course, a little, get a... a little chocolate bunny, uh, but a Christmas edition like the Rankin and Bass, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. I wasn't, I didn't know I was supposed to get you candy. Well, I had no, no so idea. You got, you got me two movies. I got you movie and candies. There that's you even. go. And if you were wondering, my candy of choice, these are all excellent, so thank you very much. But my candy of choice is Raisinets, which is, I would I never have you guess that in a million no, years. I actually, I did think that, did but really? at the store that I was at, they didn't, didn't have, have Raisinets. No, no, I literally no thought, I go, I go, I bet Garrett's a chocolate-covered raisins <laughs> guy. I don't I, know. <laughs> yeah, no, uh, yeah, my favorite candy of all time is uh, caramel creams, but those are like individually oh, wrapped. I love those I love so much, those. but I will go through a bag of those like no problem. And you can't uh, but, bring those into the movies. Because yeah. the rappers are They're wild. individually wrapped and they're noisy, but uh, Raisinets are, are my absolute go-to. But the movie is, it is a criterion of a cure. I haven't seen this one, so this will be a, a new discovery for me. Uh, what was your inspiration on buying this so, one for me? Because um, I remember when we were uh, figuring out some themes before you want to do J-Horror, and we'd already done a J-Horror month. And one of the movies that we covered was Cure. Uh, we had uh, Mary Beth McAndrews on for that one. And uh, it was a first time watch when I did that episode and I was uh, blown away by it. It is a phenomenal film. And, uh, you know, so I knew you had an interest in J-Horror and this also, uh, I know you love your Hitchcock movies. Yeah. And uh, this does have a very, uh, this is like Hitchcock vibes, but without the fun. <laughs> um, like it's, um, it's, a, it's a detective story um, where this uh, detective, he's like uh, investigating this man who, um, has uh, interesting influence around people and things around him. And uh, and it's uh, kind of one of those ones where, you know, the, the detective goes in so deep, too deep perhaps, Ooh. and uh, where does that end up? So it's a uh, it's a really fun uh, mystery noir movie. Um, has uh, some really cool uh, recurring motifs in it. So uh, you can watch it, and then uh, you can go back and listen to that episode. I absolutely will. Yeah, I'm looking at the bonus features that they've got here, a bunch of uh, great commentaries as well as some... Uh, uh, old interviews as well as an essay from a critic Chris uh, Furiwarma uh, so I'll be excited to dive into this one so thank you very much Devon going to my 
uh, ever-growing Criterion collection. Yeah, of course. You know, we are both uh, some Criterion appreciators. For Snobs. Sure. Yeah. Short. Snobs. You know? <laughs> Snobs, for sure. So, uh, yeah, baby. <laughs> that orphan first kill, my queen Esther. Oh, man, and that's nice. The colors on this uh, slipcover. Yeah, really I liked nice. it. Yeah, I liked it I more like than the poster it. for the movie. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Yes, I love it. Uh, uh, we're going to be uh, talking. I've been talking Esther quite a bit throughout the year. Uh, you can go listen to uh, the Pond Pendulum uh, episode, but that uh, that will certainly probably not be the last you hear of me talking Esther here on this podcast. Yes, I, I knew you were a big fan of it uh, as opposed to my chagrin. Uh, <laughs> I mean, uh, I, I, was a, like, you know, I was a convert. Like, this was a first... Like, I didn't see either. Um, yeah. Like, I hadn't seen the first Orphan until I knew about the the sequel. So yeah. I was like, I was, and then I, I was just, I was in. Yeah. I was in. I, I love your enthusiasm for the movie. So, yeah, the final girls was a, a sentimental one. And the, and the Orphan was like, here you go, you absolute nerd. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Thank you so much. I think uh, I think we both killed our selections here. And, um, yes. and uh, I'm excited to uh, hear, because you already know my feelings on both these movies. So, yeah, yeah I'm excited to, uh, uh, after you watch Cure, to get your get your thoughts on it because it's a it's a very fascinating film yes uh, lots of fun movies to uh, be discussing uh, in regards to uh, our favorites of the year as well as uh, uh, some other uh, guests favorites uh, but before we do that we have some uh, reflecting to do of uh, some of our favorite moments of the uh, podcast from this past year all right so yes we had a full year of films here on the podcast and and we've covered a total of like over a hundred and something films, but that uh, you know the first uh, season and a half we were doing like double and triple features. Um, so, but this past year it was fifty-two weeks, fifty-two movies that uh, that we watched uh, here on the Blade Blunt Cinema Club. And um, out of those, for me, uh, twenty-three of those were first-time watches. Uh, so almost half, which was uh, kind of surprising for me. I was like, oh, wow. Like, you know, but which is fantastic because I love um, whether it be a um, recommendation from a guest that I hadn't seen that I like finally get to watch and cross off the list or if it's one that I've just been curious about and then I kind of blindly chose it for some of these themes. So um, that's uh, pretty cool that it was almost exactly half for me. I see your see your count and I was trying to give you like a little extra moment to uh, to count yours. Um, but yeah. Okay. Yeah. So if we're counting, uh, new watches, uh, that are not new releases, if we are counting those, yeah. I'm at about, uh, I believe 16, uh, 16, give or take maybe one or two for my, my quick counting skills, which, uh, I was a, a comm major in college. So it tells you about how good they were. Um, but yeah, about 16 of those uh, were new watches for me. A lot of those were, uh, parts of series, uh, that were new. Uh, we'll definitely be talking about those. And then some of them were just kind of blind spots. It's like, I'd seen the others, hadn't seen that one so yeah uh, yeah we were able to uh, fill in uh, some of those which is uh, uh very exciting yeah so i figured that's a, a good place to start would be our favorite first time watches of the year and we both have a couple selections so uh, what's uh, one of yours from this past year uh a first one was for me uh one that i i you know, I, I I was aware of, I definitely knew what it was, but it was just kind of in this time in my life to where I just wasn't watching movies like this. Uh, not because I was like too cool for school or anything, but it was just kind of like, I had kind of evolved, you know, didn't see the need to, to go check out everything uh, in this genre. But Paranorman, which is a, a great stop motion animation movie from uh, Leica, 
was one that I think I had maybe seen pieces of, but had never really sat down and uh, fully watched. But this was an absolute delight. You know, I'm a big fan of what Leica does over there. Uh, we covered this uh, for our um, uh, LGBTQ plus um, month, and we discovered uh, discussed a lot of great films, which I'll be getting back to that month in particular. Uh, but this film was a part of that, and I could really see this being like in that Halloween rotation, you know, in years to mm -hmm. come. It's got really great Halloween energy, uh, gorgeous animation, really lovely characters, uh, character interactions, uh, vocal performances, and just like excellent vibes all around. Like this is such a fall movie, which I think is mm -hmm. why it might be in that rotation in years to come. Oh, yeah. Like that movie like just eats and breathes October. That was um from uh, Kay Lynch uh, came on for that episode. And uh, that was... um. I think it was a like true first time watch for me as well. Mm -hmm. I think I'd maybe seen pieces of it also, and um, and that episode was so great. Like that conversation was wonderful. Got some tears out of me in that one. Like, yeah, that was a that was a very wholesome conversation. So uh, Paranormal was definitely a good one. Um, one of mine is um one that was like uh one of those movies that people whenever I said like I hadn't seen it, they're like. Oh, how how have you not seen this? Yeah. Like you would love this, and then mm -hmm. it it was like that. It was like literally within ten minutes of this movie, I fell in love with it instantly. And that yeah. was the Warriors. Yeah. Um. I mean, that was a movie that was just like, I mean, this is my shit. Like this is my <laughs> like jam. Everything about it just yeah. worked so well. Mm -hmm. Um. Had so much fun with it, and of course, like, you know, um, whether uh we're you know highlighting a whole month of queer movies or not. Um, queerness is, you know, always worked into uh, the podcast as much as I can help it. Yeah. Um, as, a, as a bi boy myself. <laughs> if I have anything to say about it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, so, you know, so we had like some fun readings with that one, but that was also a, a not super serious episode. Like that was like a really, a really fun one, just yeah. to uh, really, you know, gush about some of the the stylishness of this movie and the mm -hmm. iconic imagery. And, and uh, it's a vibe. I've watched it like two more times since we did that episode. I really love it. Um, yeah. Next year, definitely could do a um, Halloween costume from the movie. Yeah, it was a part of our almost horror uh, category, which was a, a, a category of films that I was like, huh, interesting. Let's see how this goes. And I think that uh, The Warriors was a, not only a great conversation, but a fun movie for uh, me to revisit. Talking about movies that were yeah. like... Shout out to Rachel Reeves for absolutely. that one. Uh, talking about movies that are like up my alley and just was like, oh, this is totally my shit, uh, was The Blob, yeah. uh, which which is a remake of uh, uh, old Steve McQueen movie that I was not really a big fan of the original, uh, but we had talked about in last week's episode, uh, director Chuck Russell was behind this one. And this was like such a fun mix of completely pulpy and ridiculous and silly, but also filled with like just the most ridiculous, ridiculous gruesome you know gross practical effects but also like very impressive practical effects too uh it's a just such an 80s movie with like some of the most 80s hair you'll ever see mm -hmm. uh just Shout a brian flag absolutely just a complete blast from start to finish and this is one that i was like oh i need to own this like this I, this is going to be one that i'm going to absolutely show to people it's crazy how that movie and like you know, uh, some of, you know, Carpenter's best even and some of the other like creature features of the 80s, like the blob is just not really mentioned that much. And it was one that I was like, oh, I, I want to champion this movie. Like this is such a blast. So hopefully uh, more people uh, were familiar with that one uh, with our covering or just our, our praising of it. So if you haven't seen it, check out the blob. Yeah, that was a that was a fun first time watch for me as well. Um, loved uh, getting an iconic final duo yeah. um, that like, you know, kind of shared this like equal responsibility 
relatability and like importance to the film Mm -hmm. uh, and work out in just a really fun way. Um, and especially just in that, in the second half of the movie, like the, once that pacing like starts going, you know, we got, we got, uh, we got people running through the sewers and then we got, uh, Brian on his motorcycle yeah, and no, then we got the government by the army and then, yeah, yeah, we got the government army coming in. Like, I mean, shit is going just like yeah. bananas, you know, yeah. uh, how much I yeah. love my small town drama shit. Yeah. So. Kids are getting killed. It's great. You know, yes. it's got everything kids you want. Are getting <laughs> eaten by this thing. No remorse. Um, yeah. So that was a, that was a fun one. Um, and then the one that I've probably have been thinking about the most since we like did the episode and like, um, I don't always go back and listen to our like full episodes cause obviously I like kind of get pieces of it when I'm editing. Yeah. Um, but I actually like, this is like one I actually like went through and like re-listened to the conversation cause I thought it was really great. But mm-hmm. then, um, it was just a film that I've like come to even since whenever we covered it, like I've like even grown even more appreciation for it. And that'd be Christine. Yeah. Um, you know, uh, one of Carpenter's more low key films. I mean, it's still pretty iconic. People know it, um, based off of the Stephen King novel. And, uh, yeah, I was just very surprised on, uh, how much of the themes that I was uh, resonating with, uh, how compelling I, uh, th- I thought it was as a character. And, uh, but then also being able to take, you know, this premise of a, a killer car, a possessed car, and making it scary. I mean, few directors can do that effectively. And having John Carpenter do that is, you know, um, you know, the success of this movie. Like I've thought about the scene, the the show me scene. Like yeah. I love that. Like it, I, it gives me goosebumps. And then, and then thinking the, the about the noise when the headlights turn on, it's like, Wah! oh, it's you know, so, so cool. good. The score is so good. <laughs> Some of the visuals are great. And then, of course, um, had to rewatch it after uh, Halloween Ends came out. And, uh, you know, Christine was on the brain again. <laughs> yeah. Um, Christine is, is one that I, you know, had seen when I was younger and rewatching it was, uh, really fun to kind of rediscover that movie. It's like the most Carpenter movie in a lot of ways. Like it is so him and somebody that you're right. Like not everybody can make a movie about a killer car, be so stylish and be also so eighties, you know, uh, but also have a level of fear to it and take it so seriously in a way that like, normally I'm not a huge fan of normally I'm like, you know, lean one way or the other, right. but I think it's done so well. Like it's such a great balance act of like, yeah, it's a killer car, but it's also pretty fucking terrifying and it's jaws on wheels, you know? So yeah. Uh, uh, if you guys also haven't seen Christine, uh, you're, or it's been a long time, you're definitely due for a rewatch in my, in my head canon, I like to think that a uh, carpenter, um, was gonna maybe make it silly. And then somebody like when he's like, yeah, I'm doing a killer car and they like scoffed and he goes, Oh no, no. Yeah. <laughs> I'm taking this serious now. Like, Oh, yeah. let me show you. Carpenter like, is that petty too. Exactly. He definitely would. <laughs> exactly. So that, that, that's my head cannon with that one. And then, uh, so the next category I want to get in was a uh, most improved rewatch. So like, you know, what is a movie that, um, you visited and then, you know, maybe, uh, whether it be the, the conversation, the guest, you know, kind of convincing you, or you just kind of picking up on more, um, mm-hmm. on this rewatch. Um, I was curious on, uh, what kind of, uh, you know, maybe had a big jump for you or, or something you just appreciate more. Yeah. When we covered the reanimator series, that was one that I was excited to do because there were some in that series that I hadn't seen, uh, some that were literal all time favorites. And then the bride of reanimator was one for me that when I originally saw I kind of went in expecting a different thing Um, I went in kind of with a different kind of 
not necessarily like crossed armed sort of attitude, but was definitely going in kind of wanting the movie to meet me where I was at. So it was nice to rewatch the film and know what I was expecting and to be able to appreciate what is there um, with this film. And also our discussion of the movie I found to be a lot more fruitful. Uh, there's some fun practical effects in the movie. And although it's not a movie that I love or I think is incredible or anything, and I'm not going to be like recommending that to, to everyone or it's not going to crack my, you know, all time favorites like, uh, uh, you know, the original film did. I it was a significant jump for me, like not really liking the movie to actually enjoying the film uh, and enjoying what is there. So, yeah, The Bride of Reanimator uh, had a, a pretty sizable jump for myself. Nice, because I also had that one on my list, mm -hmm. so now I'm uh, picking another one to replace that, but so, <laughs> but while we're already talking about Bribery and Mayor, yeah, um, it was one that I'd watched a couple times going into that one, and, um, and just each time I watched it, I was like, you know what, like, this is kind of a little bit more my tone, uh, this is a little bit more my style, and it kind of leans into some of the things that I wanted the first one to lean into, you know, as far as uh, the, this relationship between mm -hmm. uh, Dean Kane and Herbert West. Um, I think is super fascinating. I love, uh, we don't really have too many movies that like, yeah, it's kind of a joke that they have a bromance, but at the same time, yeah. they do have this very complex relationship between them. I like that the movie, you know, sequel, uh, decides to dig into that more you yeah. know they they kind of saw what they had and, uh, while also still adding in more scientific elements to it. And then, you know, playing off a of Bride of Frankenstein and uh, and just adding in uh, some more imagery. It's a uh, again, I think I might like it more than the original mm -hmm. uh, just by a smidge, because for me, it, it's kind of one of the higher highs, lower lows yeah. uh, to the first one for me. And I don't know. I, I just really love the, the tone and energy of this one. So, yeah, yeah. I'm right there with you on that one. What was uh, your other pick that you had since I stole yours, or do you need me to fill some time? Oh, no, I got some. Um, so um, one was, um, as far as, like, biggest jump on my letterbox ratings would be uh, Anna Melissa. Yeah. Um, another one from the Almost Horror Month um, where we were, again, kind of getting to analyze these movies mm -hmm. through a different lens. Mm -hmm. And I think that did kind of aid in, the, in my enjoyment of the film and being able to, you know, view it as a horror film. Um, in a in such a you know like humanistic like you know introspective type of way yeah um it was uh, very fascinating and like it, it was kind of one of those ones that where I was like making fun of myself I was like what the hell was I thinking the first time I watched this like I, I just missed everything like yeah. I think it just like completely went over my head and maybe I was just like salty that I didn't get it mm -hmm. um but then uh, getting to work through it here on the podcast, uh, I had just like a, I think it jumped up by like a full two stars. Yeah, that letterbox. That that was my pick for the uh, almost horror month, which I'm glad. Kind of you know, going into the movie, talk about you know, kind of my. It seems like my you know first watch to Bride was kind of a similar one for you. Is you know, kind of going in expecting a certain thing, maybe not getting that, and then kind of feeling frustrated because of that. So I think that that was kind of a, a key theme with with both of us is being able to go into this movie movie kind of having expectations set and so being having an opportunity to meet the movie where it's at rather than where we would kind of like it to be yeah but Anomalisa in that entire month I found to be kind of introspective in its own way we've we found that a lot of the horror in those films are kind of our own maybe personal demons or, or things that we can kind of struggle with which I think 
you know, makes those movies scary in a less obvious way as opposed mm -hmm. to, oh, there's a monster or oh, there's, you know, somebody getting torn to shreds or whatever. And it's like, no, I'm fearful of like losing my own humanity and seeing everyone is the same and just kind of disassociating and all of these kind of <laughs> interactions with people. So, yeah, Anomalisa definitely has some overtly like spooky scenes, uh, but I, I feel like there's a lot of humanity in that movie. And uh, I'm a big, big fan of uh, Charlie Kaufman. So yeah, that was a pleasure to talk about for sure. Yeah, I, I yeah, I really uh, again, it was uh, kind of one of those ones that uh, when we were talking about throughout that month that like if you even just change the score to this movie, it instantly like becomes yeah. like scarier, mm -hmm. like a true horror film. So, yeah. Uh, what was that another pick for you? Uh, for me, it was one that when I initially watched the film, I don't think I gave the movie enough credit. Like I kind of just wrote it off as like, oh, it's that silly movie, you know, um, kind of the log line of the movie, almost reducing it to that. Uh, but for my pick uh, was uh, Teeth, uh, which we talked about in our coming of age uh, month, which I, I'll be honest, when I initially picked, I was like, oh, we should talk about the vagina teeth movie, mm -hmm. you know, like just reducing it to like this, that, you know, but in rewatching the film, I think it's like got a real dark sense of humor, uh, a level of criticism and, and societal critique to the movie. Um, I think it's got some, you know, really memorable sequences in the film. It's really funny too. Uh, that was uh, a real joy to watch and really that movie was able to graduate for me of just kind of being it's the movie with vagina teeth to actually being like this pretty thoughtful, you know, commentary about women's bodies and what people say about that. And, you know, women being fearful of their own bodies as they grow older and weird things or, you know, strange things starts happening to them and how they're able to kind of take control of that. And also. I think we were benefited by watching it in a time to where there were a lot of things happening in our own country to where I think just days before we recorded that, you know, the passing of Roe v. Wade happened yep. or the returning mm -hmm. of Roe v. Wade happened, which just completely... I, I went into that movie like, yeah, fucking bite their dicks off, man. They fucking deserve it, you know? Mm -hmm. And so watching that, just having this completely new tint to the movie, I think totally benefited that. So I would say in regards to like, you know, biggest jumps, I think Teeth was one for me that I was just kind of like, yeah, it's a little silly, but it's fine, you know? But to be like, no, this is good. Like, I really liked this. So yeah, Teeth was a, a real pleasure to uh, uh, watch again. Oh yeah. I had, the, I had the same thing because, you know, I only kind of knew it for its like internet infamy at the time so yeah. it was kind of nice looking back on like uh it in that lens but then yeah uh, literally just the timing of us uh recording that episode uh you know was such a interesting uh exploration of you know female autonomy mm -hmm. um you know reclaiming that agency like you said and uh yeah pretty much all the same things that you said it was definitely uh more than just uh yeah biting dicks off with a vagina and like I mean, some of the some it's, of the I mean, it's that too, which I mean, is great. It, it, but and, and we do get that. Yes, uh, do do not worry. We do not skimp on that part. You uh, dicks do get bitten off multiple times. We love that. Um. So so yeah, that was a a, a nice like a uh, little um you know not judging a, a movie by its cover for sure. And um, I'd say my other one would have been um I really enjoyed the conversation we had on Slither mm -hmm. in uh in our Alien Invasion month um because James Gunn he's such a director that's all about details you know. And I think I always was like, yeah, I like this movie. Like, it's pretty good. Um, but in this uh, go around, like, just uh, seeing so much um, so much of the thought and details that, like, kind of went into it, uh, the appreciation for the practical effects, and uh, and even some of the uh, small-town politics that it was uh, going into. And I love that James Gunn, uh, he never shorts on any character, no, no matter how small. He has a 
he has a knack for making characters, um, you know, a wide range of characters, like, you know, stand out in an ensemble. And, yeah. Um, just everything that that movie does, the alien stuff, the body horror stuff. We got some, uh, you know, relationship uh, drama kind of things. You got all those, uh, a, a lot of different subgenres going on. And, you know, James Gunn is a director that really uh, is great at tying those together. And, you know, we are a, a podcast all about subgenres. Yeah. And it was something that obviously James Gunn really has his hands full in like the comic book world. Uh, even since recording that, he's now like the guy over at DC and what they're doing on the film and TV and even video game side of things. So it was nice to kind of go back to his roots and like be reminded why he's in the position that he is. But then also like Loki kind of having the sense of like, oh man, I kind of wish he would do that. You know, I kind of wish he would go back to that because as much as I love his perspective on some of the superhero movies, I'm like, no, the dude's like a real talent, especially like in the, the mm -hmm. horror side of things. So as much yeah. as I'm like, hey, can you make Superman cool again? I'm also kind of like, but also like maybe go back and make some cool horror shit too if you're not too busy. You know? I mean, I think it has to be in his grand plan to, you know, like, yes, he's going to shepherd the new DC era and all these things. Mm -hmm. But you know, if he's the boss, he's going to go, well, I got to do a little something for me. Yeah, one and for you. You know, so, 20 for you, one for me. <laughs> so he's going to throw in some sort of, uh, some sort of true horror uh, some weird shit coming through. I, I think hope. I think that's a part of his grand plan. I hope, hope so. We, if we can hope. But yeah, speaking of uh, the subgenres that were present there, I think uh, it was nice to uh, kind of gain some appreciation for some some different subgenres in horror. That's kind of what we're all about here, as well as like uncovering some uh, rediscovering or even discovering some uh, new franchises too. Yeah. So um, I'll start with uh, mine, which would be um, our Stephen King month. Mm -hmm. I thought that was a really great month. Um, most of those movies that we watched were first-time watches for me. And, I mean, obviously, like, we all know who Stephen King is. We all know, like, what he means. And especially, you know, people that are more uh, into his books, which is what he is known for. You know, know, you know, know um, his impact on, you know, the horror genre in a literary sense. But then just to, you know, how adaptable his films have been and the different spins that directors have taken on them, but while still holding in the the core motifs and pillars that, like, kind of go through yeah. uh, Stephen King movies. And, like, that's, like, you know, part of the reason I love doing the subgenre things here is to, like, you know, notice those patterns and just to see the impact he's had as just a, you know, a, a writer um, but then the way he's, you know, impacted horror in the literary world, but then also in the cinematic world. So, I mean, he's really just like one of the single like biggest inspirations and influences in the horror genre. Yeah. And something I think I was particularly proud about in, you know, doing that month is I don't think we necessarily covered the movies that you would expect to cover. You know, like we didn't talk about it. We didn't talk about The Shining. You know, I think that those movies I love in their own right for sure. Um, but I love that some of the films that we did discuss, I mean, you know, the misery is no like, you know, a uh, cult film or anything like that. But we talked about like Maximum Overdrive, which was a fun conversation to have and like Salem's Lot, which I think provided a really uh, a thoughtful discussion about, you know, the tropes that Stephen King is as a writer and how some of those things translate well to screen and versus how some of his uh, uh, details are omitted in some of the books. And I'm also very grateful that a lot of our guests were far more knowledgeable than we were about Stephen King and mm -hmm. were able to like offer insight into exactly. that because we both were like, oh, fuck, I don't know. And then, you know, we had guests who were like, well, actually, you know, which yeah. was nice. And, and, and I'll say like, you know, and going through those two, like I, 
I don't often get inspired to read, but I definitely uh, came out of that being like, you know what? I, I do want to uh, dive into some Stephen King and yeah. like, you know, really, really get the full appreciation for him. But I'm glad we got to give him um, a month's worth of his due. Yeah. Uh, what's another subgenre you uh, gained some appreciation for? One for me was I had not seen a lick of any of these movies. Uh, I was vaguely familiar of them, uh, but it was such a joy, especially in like, you know, as much as I love the Scream franchise uh, or, you know, some other like just not even for the podcast, but like me, you know, watching all of the Halloween movies or something like that. When you get into a series like those, it's easy to kind of feel like you're in a rut of like, you know, they kind of keep going back to the similar sort of format or, you know what you're getting. But a series that we covered here to where I was like, well, fuck if I know, like each of these movies is so different, uh, but also have like similar DNA was the Slumber Party Massacre series. Mm -hmm. Like each of those movies from one to the other just kind of reinvented itself in a fun way but also was like no we're still gonna have a slumber party and there's gonna be some deaths that are going on but one's a fucking musical with this <laughs> rockabilly guy with a you know drill at the end of his guitar and this other one is like a really meta takedown of you know these requels similar to like a new scream movie or something like that so the slumber party massacre films was like not only a real joy to kind of go into each movie being like well, what am i getting this time but also I really looked forward to our conversations because I think that like each movie provided a super a super fruitful conversation and had lots to discuss. It wasn't just kind of like, yeah, that kill was pretty neat. It's like, no, this one was, you know, had uh, plenty to say and, and you know, in, a, in its own respective uh, kind of entry there. So that was a lot of fun to to dive into that one. I didn't feel like any sort of franchise fatigue at all. Oh, yeah. I, I loved going through that series as well. That was one we both came in on equal footing. Neither one of us had seen any of them. It was uh, everything was completely new. And um, it was kind of the series that's like, that's why I like, you know, still doing series on here um, because they kind of function as subgenre in their own way. Um, but then this series does, you know, what I think, you know, successful series do. Like, yes, mm -hmm. it has a formula, but each one has a different subgenre to it, a different spin. Um, like you said, we got the musical of uh, the third one's this weird whodunit. Yeah. Um, you know, and then the first one, you got like kind of the classic. And then, of course, uh, the entire series being directed by all women directors. Totally. You know, so to to have that specific lens on, you know, the the typical slasher and most of them, you know, came out in the 80s uh, to, to early 90s. Um, so that wasn't really being done. And I like that, um, yeah. you know, they embraced, you know, the things that have kind of been. Uh, used against them in in horror cinema and then like kind of turn it on its head but then are also like giving just like their own interpretation on it so yeah that was a super fun month to go through yeah and then you had the newest one which is like a straight to you know dvd like sci-fi original that just came out a few short Man. years ago literally didn't even know it existed how and did like, they botch the release on that thing but it was like it was such a wallop too because i was just like you're expecting this vod kind of whatever and then i was like no this is really good like i really really enjoyed that i enjoyed that just as much as you know like the new halloween movies or something like that so that was one that i could see my self-recommending to a lot of people so um although like each of the movies i wasn't like completely blown away by i was consistently surprised and that's a that's a series that i would like totally consider buying like a, a collection of or like a blu-ray uh you know collector's pack or something so yeah that was uh, really really fun to have uh, but uh what about for you 
Well, happy hunting because it's one of those ones where it's like they have like one and two in a duo pack, oh, and three is like a relic you have to go uh, right uncover from booby traps, and then like <laughs> so uh, so good luck getting the collection. Yeah, me with my one. bag of sand trying to like take it off. Of the, you know, yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so another subgenre that I grew appreciation for. I mean, it's a subgenre I've always liked, and I've noticed that I've you know liked these films, but then. Uh, getting to do a full month, I was just like, wow, this is like a subgenre that like I like it for, you know, different aesthetic purposes. I like it for, um, you know, its unique uh, depiction and mythology, but then also what a lot of the themes are exploring uh, very much compel me. And that's with uh, Cannibals. Mm-hmm. You know, I've uh, again, I've kind of realized I think Cannibals are like my favorite movie monster because, um, you know, they're so, um, you know, they're so real for one. But then just, um, you know, the added morality to it and this uh, different mindset that uh, goes into being a cannibal. And and uh, we got to do, you know, we had a, a expanded month for November. So, you know, we got to do five movies for it. So really getting to uh, really pick it apart and see the different, you know, themes. And uh, some of them are similar. You know, there's always, you know, a lot of them have like the sexual element to them. But then there's also, you know, elements of addiction. But then there's also... Um, you know, elements of being othered and, and, uh, and, and, uh, you know, determination, things that you're willing to do, Mm -hmm. you know? So it's just like, it had so many themes that, um, that I'm always fascinated by in films and, uh, each one was done in, you know, such, you know, different ways and obviously got to talk like one of my all time favorites during that month. Mm -hmm. Um, so yeah, I love me some cannibals, baby. Yeah. That was a weird one too, because like, each of the movies that we talked about were, you know, tackled this central theme, but in such different ways, like uh, the difference between like microwave massacre, the neon demon, and then like Eddie, the sleepwalking cannibal, like couldn't be more different. Like they're such different movies. Uh, but speaking of Eddie, the sleepwalking cannibal, that was a great one to watch. Like that was a movie I'd never even heard of, which is like kind mm-hmm. of a rarer thing for the show. Usually it's like, Oh, I haven't seen that, but I, I'm but aware of it. Yeah. But that I was like, what the fuck is this? You know, hey, leave it to Matt. McGonagall yeah, of uh, Certified Forgotten exactly. to, to, to bring the, he, the obscure heat in that one. Absolutely. Definitely lived up to the name. But also it was really nice to watch like Bones and All, which was a new release that nobody had, you know, uh, really seen. Uh, we got to watch it like a little bit early. And mm-hmm. so everybody being able to go into that and just kind of have that sort of conversation reminded me of like, I, I don't have uh, the opportunity to do it as much is just because like, you know, p- people are busy with lives, but I don't know about you, but I love like going to see a movie with friends and then after the movie getting like a bite to eat or a drink or whatever, yeah. and just like chatting about the movie. I try to do that as much as I can, but it's busy. You know, people are busy, Same. but that Same. kind of reminded me of that as like, let's all go see this movie. And then we talk about it for 90 minutes, you know? So it was kind of fun to scratch that itch in a way. Oh yeah. I totally agree because um, yeah, we don't, we don't always get to do that. And uh, did you did you get a chance to uh, listen to the ravenous episode that I, you that you missed out? I did not get a chance to listen to that. I w- I have you wa- seen it? I haven't seen it, so I'm oh, waiting okay. to actually like watch the movie. I'm still in 2022 catch up mode right now, so when yeah, I get yeah. some spare time, uh, I'll definitely watch that and I'll uh, give you guys a listen. So yeah, sorry I couldn't uh, join you guys on that one, but uh, I'm sure you uh, you both absolutely knocked it. Apart. It, it. It's one I'm intrigued to get your thoughts on because I'm like either Garrett's gonna really like this one or he's really not gonna like it. Like, Interesting. No middle ground. 
ground. No middle ground <laughs> for this one for you. I'm I'm very intrigued to see uh, which side you fall on. Cool. And uh, so to to kind of close out some of these uh, categories, you know, um, again, you know, uh, we like to come up with our little fun theories, or we also have you know guests that come on and present you know a very interesting take on something, mm-hmm. you know, something that maybe we didn't think of when we were. Uh, going through these, uh, so I was intrigued uh, to to hear on some of your favorite uh, some of your favorite theories, your favorite spins. Uh, what you got, Garrett? Um, for me, I think I I'm gonna lump this. Some people could call this a subgenre, but I'm choosing to put it in this category because I think with a lot of these types of films that we we discuss here on the podcast, you know, I bring in my own my own experience and my own, uh, you know, uh, uh, just taste in movies. And that's usually what forms my opinion on films. And I can appreciate other perspectives, but I think most times it doesn't radically change the way that I approach talking about movies. And so, uh, for LGBTQ, uh, or pride month, we, we, took a look a look at a lot of you know queer horror but it wasn't necessarily horror films that would be the, like the first ones that come to your mind it was movies that you can have a queer reading on in a way that kind of forced me to watch these movies and really put myself in another person's shoes because like as I talked about a lot that month like that's not like I'm a you know cis straight white guy and like watching these movies it's not always like a thinking cap that I necessarily put on but watching it through such a different perspective but also getting really personal anecdotes and personal stories as to why these movies really spoke to certain people or certain characters or moments. That was really fun. Also being able to discover movies that I was also unaware of with uh, Butcher Baker, Nightmare Maker, being really impressed with that. Uh, I already talked about Paranorman, but then you, you know, taking us on this ridiculous jaunt of the covenant was super fun too. So like that was such a fun month. And we also talked about, um, uh, uh, you know, uh, a myriad of different things. And, and like I said, these personal anecdotes. So I really valued the guests that we had on that month too. I was happy not to pick a movie that month. I was like, no, you just hit me with them. I'm excited to talk about them. So uh, that was such a fun, uh, not necessarily like theory, but more of just a perspective that was, you mm-hmm. know, kind of foreign to me, which was uh, really, really great. Oh yeah. Cause I'm a, I'm a piggyback off that because my, my favorite uh, theory from the year was my, uh, the bisexual menace of the covenant. Um, <laughs> yeah. which again, because, because what was really fun about that month, like you said, was we were taking movies that, um, you know, have their flaws in their queer representation as well, you know, or have had like a, a road to become the, the cult, you know, queer cult classic that it is. Yeah. And the covenant was kind of one of those ones that it was like a film that was like heavily accused of queer baiting and then in all these kind of different things. Um, but then like it was a movie that the queer community just like kind of reclaimed. Like, yeah. No, like you, you like you even if it was subtext, it's not subtext. That's text to us. Like mm-hmm. this is this is our movie now. Mm-hmm. Um, so so I like that. And so it did kind of give us uh, the the most free reign as far as uh, theorizing goes, because we we were really on the fence of like every time we would like discuss a certain thing, we're like, was it intentional or was it not? Yeah. And we like really were like flip flopping back and forth throughout that episode mm-hmm. um, as uh, as we try to detangle one of my you know crazy theories. Yeah. Um, so yeah, so that was a really fun month in general, but, uh, but that was, uh, fun to, you know, let my, let my mind go and, uh, really, Which is uh, a scary thing to do, spin, but <laughs> really spin my wheels. Uh, it was yeah. a, a good time. So, uh, what, what's another one for you? Well, speaking of which was, uh, I have a couple movies here, so I'll, I'll kind of lump them together, but we, we discussed a couple of movies this, uh, this year that, you know, well, more than a couple that I just really didn't 
care for or just like not my thing, mm-hmm. you know, um, but really valued the perspective that others brought. And although it might have not changed my perspective, I'm not like, wow, I see the light. I, I admire the passion and the creativity that uh, uh, you, you know, talk about the Neon Demon, which is one of my picks, a movie that I'm pretty lukewarm on. I don't dislike. I don't love. I'm just kind of like, yeah, yeah whatever. But to see the passion that you brought to it and then like pages of notes <laughs> and you're like, you know, your little string theories connecting to literally pictures years over of here. compilations <laughs> yeah <guys. laughs> just being able to be like hey man good work you know like that's really <laughs> impressive but i really loved our discussion uh, about daniel isn't real with gory cory uh, a film that i don't really care for at all but uh, was like a personal favorite of theirs and they were able to contribute such again passion and creativity into the dis- into the discussion and also talk about like what the movie means to them and i also just really valued i not to like pat ourselves on the back but like I felt like for a discussion, I I thought we were able to, you know, state our perspective, hear other perspectives and not like say you're wrong or discredited or turn it into a, you know, a debate show or anything like that. Just kind of be like, cool, valued. Here's more of my take. And then just kind of this very civil bouncing off of ideas. Uh, so that was a, a really uh, great conversation to have. Two movies that I, I didn't love, but I loved hearing mm. other people's thoughts about them. Oh, yeah. Like, I, that's always been a, a favorite part for me, too, because, I mean, it doesn't always happen as often. You know, we focus on these are movies that we love and that, like, we want to praise. And mm-hmm. But obviously, when a guest picks a movie, sometimes they pick a movie yeah, that we like, don't oh, love. That one sucks. Try again. Exactly. You know? <laughs> and I'm never going to, yeah, I'm never going to turn somebody's choice down. So it's like, yeah, we have uh, some of those episodes where it's like yeah this because i was the same way on daniel isn't real like it was a movie that i was pretty lukewarm on yeah but i was open to to getting that information and and i think it's a you know it's also a testament to the guests that we have on here you know Corey, um you know being the youngest uh guest on the show um you know didn't like feel like we were totally. attacking her or anything no or they like, know their shit know. so they're gonna it, come to us for yeah, it <laughs> and they were, they were ready and you know yeah. and we had just like a really nice like constructive conversation um, it, it was like that. That's the episode that I was like, man, this is how I wish Twitter always was. Yeah. You know, and it, it's not always that way. So so shout out to Gory Corey in that yeah, episode. She killed and, it for sure. And any and, and of the other guests like we've had it happen a couple of times where it was like uh, on the invasion of the body snatchers. You know, that was like one of Stephen's favorite movies. And yeah. I was just kind of like, eh, eh, <laughs> you know, so, um, you know, shout out to to them to, you know, they come on with their passion. Yeah. And, and really show it. It's funny, though, because then like the flip side of things, I think about like our David Gordon Green Halloween trilogy where we're both just like you're a fucking idiot like this this you know like it was so passionate uh, but like kind of funny in a way but like no feelings were hurt or anything like that you know it was that was a really fun conversation to have that that was a fun like that one was so funny because like I came in like I came in knowing that like I was gonna be in the minority on my opinion yeah and I was trying to like have like these like well thought out like statements for it and stuff yeah and not gonna lie (laughs) going three against one it threw me off my notes I feel like I am so incoherent in that episode that's like, hilarious like i feel like that's me at like my most rambly like <laughs> editing that thing was a nightmare that's i was just hilarious. like oh my god i was like they threw me off so hard like in a fun way like it, yeah. it was like just what's like that what's super fun what's the, is that mike tyson or he has that quote it was like everybody's got a game plan until you get punched in the face you know that, that was our conversation <laughs> yeah literally and uh brother ghoulish and uh and billy ray yeah they they both uh socked it to me yeah uh, you were like lighting they're like fuck you devon <laughs> <laughs> oh man that was one of the funniest things ever well i would hope it gives lighting yeah 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 so oh man yeah this was a this was a fun year though you know we got to 
again, go into a lot of things that were new to us, uh, new territory. Oh yeah. I had one more thing. Um, cause, um, again, like, uh, I think this is a good wrapper for it too, is that, uh, you know, we, we love talking about subgenres here. And I feel like there was a one movie and we've kind of, it's come up in uh, some other movies, but then uh, again, we were getting to, we got to explore it in the almost horror month, but you know, it's a, it's a subgenre that I feel like is a, it's a, a, a blooming subgenre in the mm-hmm. past five years. And it's one that I've noticed that me and you both enjoyed. And then the guests that we had on also very much enjoyed it. And that is uh, the social cringe horror. I really liked getting to kind of break that down as like a very new subgenre that's, uh, you know, becoming very popular uh, with these, you know, black comedies. And then some of them, you know, skew into horror more than others do. Um, And, you know, we put Shiva Baby in the almost horror because, you know, technically nobody's like murdered or anybody. I mean, somebody does die. but Yeah. But there's nothing horrific in that movie, but mm-hmm. the social cringe horror of it is so real and the yeah. way that it's presented um, it, with the filmmaking techniques. And so it was a, it was nice to break down something, a, a, a movement that feels very new and fresh right now. And like yeah. seeing like two, how, two of the most popular horror movies this year, or maybe not popular, but de- definitely one of them is like a social cringe yeah. horror movie. Mm-hmm. So keeping, it was funny keeping those conversations in mind as I was literally watching it. And I was just like, Oh, this like fits <laughs> right fucking mm-hmm. in, you know? Yeah. So it's, it, it's one of those ones that's like, you know, we probably could have snuck Shiva baby into like a proper regular horror month, but mm-hmm. uh, glad that it got its due there. And it, it, again, it, it was uh, nice to uh, pick apart something that's new and something that both of us uh, really seem to appreciate as well. So, yeah. So yeah, uh, lots of uh, you know we got to learn each other's taste a lot more. We got to um, you know figure out the. Uh, it, it was nice you know figuring out the the ways that we you know I analyze films individually, but then the way that we can bring those together. You know, because we both look at films in very different ways, and uh, you know, and that started coming up in like more later episodes because like as we've done this now for fifty episodes together. Um, you know, we, we kind of, um, yeah. you know, call we, each out, uh, call each other out on their shit, you know, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So I'm excited for 2023 that, you know, we got, we got more, we got even more free reign to go and, you know, we got this, uh, yeah. uh another, another, uh, year of rapport to, to get under our belts. And, I, I'm uh, curious I'm though, this wasn't in the show notes, uh, but if, if you'll, uh, you know, of course. if you'll let me, do you, so we, we don't have it like necessarily set in stone or anything, but we do have a lot of ideas of what we'd like to do uh, for next year in regards to months. Do you have any, uh, any, any themes or, or so far that you're like, Oh man, that's going to be really great. I'm really excited for that. Oh man. I mean, yeah. So we got about half the schedule set at the moment and then we're still, and then, yeah, we got some ideas that we're trying to see uh, what months to fit them into. Mm-hmm. And uh, the one that I'm excited for that I know you, you're a, a little apprehensive on and it took, took me some selling to, to really do it because it's a, it's a bit of an undertaking. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm, a, I'm, and we've teased it a couple times already, but, uh, I'm, a, I'm a so excited for Saugus in October, <laughs> uh, to, to take down this, uh, behemoth of a franchise, yeah. um, a franchise that has very polarizing thoughts on the franchise itself, but then yeah. from movie to movie as well. So I'm excited for like all the guests that we're going to have on for that. Yeah. Um, and just to really, uh, to, to dissect, uh, you know, horrors, most gruesome 
soap opera. Yeah, I, I think that one, the reason I'm a little bit more like apprehensive on is like, not because I don't like the movies. Like I like Saw. I'm just worried by like Saw 4. I'm going to be like, well, I don't have anything fucking new to say about these movies. Like my opinion on most of the ones that I like are for similar <laughs> reasons, you know? So I'm excited to like dig down deep into my own guts and like really try to find <laughs> new things to say. But the one, the, the conversation that I'm really looking forward to having, I'm, I look forward to all of our episodes, but the month that I'm like, this will be really interesting is I believe in May we're going to be doing some remake comparisons. Yes. Uh, so not necessarily like, oh, we're going to be, you know, covering Suspiria, you know, but like, no, we're covering both Suspirias, you know, and be like, not necessarily like which one do I like more, but just really discussing like what does this do different and like mm-hmm. what does this distinct creative choice mean for these characters that maybe this other one doesn't have. So we're going to be having a few discussions in that month that even though we may have discovered, you know, discussed some of the movies, I think is going to be like a really interesting conversation and, and a newer conversation that we'll, than what we normally have here. Oh, yeah. I'm very excited for that one, too, because, again, yeah, it's not going to be like just the, yeah, what, what, which one's better? Like, you know, the, what's the reason behind the remake, you know, mm-hmm. the different types of remakes and reboots, you know? So um, I'm excited to definitely look at those uh, interchangeably, and it'll be a, a, a nice, um, a, a nice of really getting to dig into stuff. Because, again, like, I liked that uh, this past year we shifted to, you know, just doing Spotlight, you know, one movie at a time. Mm-hmm. Um, but this will be a fun way to do that because, like, with the those movies it is always hard to just talk about the main one yeah. you know um so it's a so it's always hard to not be like okay well we're talking about this one but then of course because yeah. it's gonna get mentioned you know so it's yeah. inherent so it'll be nice to do them together we haven't done that since uh the only episode we've done that was uh me and jay did an episode on all three of the black christmases mm-hmm. in season one yeah um we're, yeah we have a lot of like different kind of formats for the podcast for the next year we also are going to be covering like tv for the first time which yeah, will be really interesting yeah. i don't know if we want to talk about that but like that'll be really unique we're going to be talking about you know each episode is a season of television which mm-hmm. will be uh really fascinating and also quite an undertaking too so that'll be uh really fun i'm excited for that yeah treading into new waters guys new mysteries new uh films to us you know i'm sure we're gonna get you know plenty more first time watches to to uh, just keep enriching our senses. Uh, I'm, you know, we'll get the final stats in uh, in the next episode. But um, you know, I'm coming up on a record year on Letterboxd, Not to brag. Proud of you. I'm, but I'm, 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 uh, I, I'm record in a different sense. Like I've not watched shit this year. <laughs> I've just been so busy. <laughs> hey, it happens. It happens sometimes. I, I'm actually surprised because the previous year that had the record was obviously 2020 because I wasn't working most of that year. Yeah. So I'm actually shocked that like I've been like working and then now I'm outpacing that year. That's, that's growth. Kinda, that's growth. That's kind of wild. But uh, but yeah. So this is the final episode of. Uh, you know actual 2022 uh chronologically we at least it. but um but the next month again we're gonna be kind of talking about some of our favorites um so i'm super excited to get into that with the next episode being our collaborative top 10 list uh me garrett and uh matt donato are gonna put together a, a nice little fun collaborative list like because obviously we'll all have our own individual lists um whether it be on online or tiktok or whatever but uh, it'll be fun to kind of make a list together and um kind of have more of that you know that round table uh over beers discussion that uh you were talking about so hey i say let's that. let's actively involve alcohol into this conversation oh yes I would love agreed that. <laughs> agreed yes let's get a little boozy for that one i'm i'm so down for that um but until then uh you guys have a safe new year and uh happy holidays whatever you're doing to celebrate around this time and uh we we appreciate you guys yeah
we couldn't have done this uh, without you. Obviously, your uh, your your support and also your you know engagement with us on Twitter and you know all the reviews and the things that you've uh, uh, followed us along on this journey. We hope that you'll uh, keep in touch and and keep on listening because we have some fun uh, things planned next year. And uh, we love you. We love you. Big old podcast hug from us over here at uh, the Spectre Cinema Club. Yes, please keep those reviews coming. We got plenty of those in this past year. And um, and then we will have hit uh, 20,000 downloads for for the year uh, once this is uh, released. So so thank you guys for that. It's been uh, it's been big time. So, Garrett, what are you working on right now? Oh, is uh, when I'm not, you know, catching up on some of the horror movies that I need to watch uh, for this year. I uh, am over on uh, TikTok at Garrett McDowell. Uh, have some fun reviews and uh, best of lists of non-horror uh, related things. So if you want to uh, keep in touch over there, we'd love to have you. Um, but also I have a, a Star Wars podcast if you want to have some more uh, genre goodies in your ear um, over at the Scum and Villainy podcast. Got new episodes every Wednesday. So uh, go give us a listen, guys. And of course, we always have links to all those in the show notes. And you guys can go find me on um, on Pod and Pendulum. We're covering the phantasm series right now super strange franchise Mm -hmm. um a first time watch for all of them so if you want to hear some fresh uh thoughts go check us out over there and then i'll also be doing some best of 22 lists um over on the incinerator pod that'll be coming out in like a week or two with uh billy ray clark wolf and and a couple of other guests so excited for that for a nice uh horror horror panel discussion and then also you can uh, go back on the horror queers youtube and uh, we did a live uh, Zoom hangout talking uh, best of 2022, doing it in a match game style. Uh, there's like there's like 12 of us in the stream. Uh, so it's like a, a Brady bunch of horror of horror hounds. And it's a it was a fantastic time. So go check that out. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram, as always, at underscore Daddy Disco. But now go ahead and do it for this week's episode of the Spectre Cinema Club. New episodes drop every Tuesday. Subscribe to not miss a thing. You can follow us on social media at Spectre Cinema on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. And if you're listening on Spotify or Apple Podcasts, leave us five stars, a nice little review. We appreciate you. But until next time, guys, stay lifted.